0: Here with today's episode of the Health and Happiness Hacks Wellness Show. Welcome, welcome. We have a very special guest today, which I know we're gonna go into a lot of fun stories. He has so much knowledge. He's a fellow runner, also. It's Dr. Rudy Cartwright, who I knew was a doctor. Didn't know he's a neurosurgeon. So he walks in today and I'm like, You didn't, I didn't know you're a neurosurgeon. We got to talk about the brain. We got to talk about the brain. Like, that's always a passion of mine, especially when it comes to hacking and biohacking. You know, it's just how do we optimize our brain health so that it helps us with the rest of our health. And and he'll talk about that. He says, Yeah, the brain is powering everything. Without the brain, you know, it's. That's correct. Yes. So I will let you get into that. Let's start there. That's the
1: crit. That is absolutely correct. It is the brain that runs every bodily function. You can't get around it. With no brain, no person. This is why when I was in practice, I'm retired now, we are allowed to pronounce a person who's had a brain injury of some type, brain dead, and we can take them off the respirators. Heart is going, they can still uh, absorb food and use those nutrients, but if they're brain dead, the game is over. So it is the brain that controls every bodily functions. And so the question always is, how do you keep the brain healthy? How do you keep it healthy? Mm-hmm. First of all, the brain needs specific nutrients. It needs certain vitamins. Obviously, it needs oxygen in the appropriate amount. It needs blood sugar or glucose in the appropriate amount. It needs water in the appropriate amount. It needs fats in the appropriate amount. It needs minerals. What do I mean by that? Calcium, sodium, all kinds of minerals that the brain needs to run the show. How do you keep it healthy? The first thing you have to do is make sure that your bodily functions do not overheat. Bad for the brain. A child gets a Uh, an an infection, okay? Guess what? You take a temperature, oh, 101, that's not too bad, 102, uh uh-oh, 103, uh uh-oh, we got to do something about that. So heat, as far as the brain is concerned, is a bad actor. So you have to control the heat. Blood sugar. Not much is said about it today, but blood sugar, you have to control that blood sugar to maintain brain health. Mainly because the brain is the only organ of the whole body that uses blood sugar, i.e. glucose, as its sole source of energy. Other body uh, organs can run on fats, ketones, you name it. But the brain has to have blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Brain health. Blood sugar. When that blood sugar is in a healthy range, the brain loves it. Once it starts to elevate the brain says, wait a minute now, I don't like that. And so what happens is, under stressful conditions, people who work in hospital settings, doctors, nurses, um, um, paraprofessionals, they work in that high high stressful, uh, environment, blood sugar starts to elevate a little bit. And then pretty soon, over an extended period of time, blood sugar sugar continues to elevate. And pretty soon, you have a good record of this by getting an A1C, hemoglobin A1C. What is A1C? A1C represents your average daily blood sugar over the prior 90 days. If you're constantly being faced with life and death situations, i.e. stress, that stress drives blood sugar up a little bit this year, next year a little bit, next year a little bit more, and pretty soon you're out of this normal range of A1C. So A1C represents your average daily blood sugar over the prior
0: 90 days. And it's a test. Where would you get this test? How would you track it? Is there at-home tests you could do?
1: Yes, you can get this test from Walmart, okay, or you can go to your doctor and have them to do an A1C test on you and they'll be happy to do that because It's important to realize and understand that once A1C begins to rise and continues to rise, then you get into areas that they have to name them. Uh, Prediabetes, and it's got a certain range. And then from prediabetes, diabetes. Diabetes Diabetes is the end road. What you don't want to do is get on that road anyway. I call it the blood sugar highway elevated blood sugar highway. You don't want to be out there where it is too high. Because once blood sugar is too high for too long, it becomes toxic. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, It's toxic to the human body. They've known about this since about 1912. The gentleman who came up with the idea of tracking this, con- this concept. Maillard, M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D is his name. Look him up. He was in his laboratory working with water, working with amino acids, you know, amino acids, peptides, and proteins. And plain old table sugar. He put that mixture in a, a a flask, heated it up. After 20 minutes it turned bright yellow. After a half an hour dark brown. And he said, wow, I'll bet this is important in diabetes. That idea stayed on the shelf from 1912 to 1960. Whoa. And guess what? Some Iranians in Tehran, I, I'm telling you what I've researched and read, said, I wonder if Malik was correct. So they started to track it, they published it, say, you know, he was correct. And then it finally reached other countries and other areas of the world. I said, yep, it's toxic. Now they can really track things. They got a machine out there. But, They can put a light source on your arm and it will tell you what your A1C is. It's not on the market, I don't believe, but they've had it, and it's valid. So my point is, this A1C is toxic. That's number one. Number two, it is brought on by stress. And for example, Christine, What you do here and in your business is very stressful, really stressful. And I would say get your A1C check just in case you're out of line, but you won't be because you you run a half marathon. So you were in shape.
0: <laughs> and so do you. So let's say <laughs> hey, real quick, let's segue real fast and chat real quick about that. So he so he said, Hey, I found out you're doing the La Jolla half. And I, I said, I, you know, this we were chatting on the phone and I go, Yes, I am, and I'm really I'm honestly nervous because I've never done it. He's like, No, I'm doing it. this is my third time doing it. Oh, well you tell the story <laughs> and how you got better each year. I love that oh, story. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, let me say I had never run anything in my whole life until four years ago. Oh. Never, ever done it. And the reason I got into it, you know, my wife and I, uh, we moved out here at the request of one of my kids, Scott. He was working and his wife was in medical school and they needed help with the grandchildren. But at that time it was one grandchild. So my wife volunteered us but she sent me first, so I came out here. And, from um, where?
0: where did you guys move from again?
1: Midland, Odessa. Actually, Odessa, Texas. Okay. Okay. And, and um, moved out here, and I had to pick up the first grandchild. I had to pick him up every day from the French-American school. And... I had to find out, find out what I could do with him I, after I picked him up from school. So I would take him to the park. So we started playing football with him. And these kids who were three and a half or four years old, they have more energy than you can shake ten sticks at. So I started playing football with him. I started to play basketball with them. I started to play what we made it, made up a game called wall ball, you just pick a little soft ball, hit it on a wall. and So we would do this every day, every day, every day. And then we started to play baseball together, just the two of us. But I had to run. He kept me running and running. And then one day I'm over at Scott's neighborhood, and he called me on my electronic device for that cell phone or mobile phone now. <laughs> dad what are you doing out walking he said what are you doing that for i said oh i just need to keep my get my exercise up because your son is beating up on me so i got to practice to keep up with it and he said oh i know what i'm going to do i'm going to sign you up for a half marathon oh my gosh <laughs> so i said oh go ahead i don't care next thing you know i get this email saying Here's here's your number and bib number and things like that. I go, boy, they're serious. So I started to practice. You know as well as I know, they have people taking pictures of you <laughs> along the way. Yeah, I got the first pictures. I started out upright and pretty soon, three miles down the road, I'm like this. The next thing you know, I'm panting and They got all these pictures along the way, and I looked at that and I thought, I gotta do this again because I can't, I know I can do better. Yeah. So that started it out. So I got better from the first to the second. And the third one, which was last year, I was numero uno, number one in my age bracket. And my age bracket is from 75 to 79. I'm in that age bracket. I was number one.
0: So, oh, that is so cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I make it fun. I have to. I I realize that number one, you got to go out and practice. You Got to do it every day or every other day. If you, if, I found out if I skip a day in, doing, in practicing, my my body will say, skip another day. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> and I say, very true. Skip another day. And skip another day, pretty soon one day is ten days, and ten days is ten months, and next thing you know, you won't be practicing. The thing that kind of threw me off kilter this year, if you recall, in San Diego, it rained during the month of January and February. It rained almost every day. And during that period of time for me, it's cold. I don't like cold weather. That's why in Texas, I loved it when it was 120 degrees in the shade. I loved it. My wife is just the opposite, but that's another story. But my point is, I was thrown off my schedule of practicing. And so this year, I got to tell you, this year I was number four out of my out of five in my age bracket, but that's not too bad yeah. in my age. Yes. <laughs> awesome. In that in my age bracket, there are about twenty six thousand five hundred in all of San Diego County. Okay, in my age bracket. Yeah. Twenty six thousand five hundred. I looked it up. <laughs> I mm-hmm. wanted to know where I stood. Yeah. And being number four out of all of that group to run that
0: race up that that Torrey Pines Hill. Oh,
1: (laughs) I gotta tell you guys, you need to go online and look at that Torrey Pines Hill. (laughs) After they they run you for three and a half or four miles, then you gotta climb this hill. (laughs) I gotta be honest, the first time I tried to do that hill, I couldn't, walk it. I couldn't walk up that hill without stopping twice. And there were females out there who was pushing a stroller and had one in the stroller and one in the basket. They were just walking by me like it was nothing. I, th- I told Scott, I can't have that, it's making me look bad. So I would go out and practice that hill. But anyway, uh, I did that. I learned a lot on what to do and what not to do. And I'm always trying new things, always trying new things. This year, I thought, let me uh, see if I can make more energy by using a product that I helped develop me and a bunch of nurses and doctors back in 2001 called Glucotherics. And I can tell you, based on the shortened time of practicing, Oh yeah. Okay, short time and practicing for the half marathon. And also, in the prior 24 hours coming leading up to that half marathon, I only got three hours of sleep. Three. Oof. So based on that, and I can tell you that making energy is a big deal, and I can make energy based on my calculations and what I look for by using that glucotherics one capsule twice a day. And I'm okay with it. Plus, I I can say also, based on my knowledge concerning how important blood sugar is in terms of brain health. Okay? Based on brain health, it really helped me. I can say that. And I don't have to bite my tongue, don't have to do that, and I can tell you the truth. And that's the good part about telling the truth. You don't have to remember what you said.
0: It's true. Okay. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And it's fun because there's a a couple lessons. I don't know if you guys caught them in that story is that it's always improving. You know, you hear Dr. C explain like, you know, I just needed to get better. You know, I needed to improve. You know, the practicing is one thing, but also the improving yourself year after race after race, just even if it's a little bit better. Just just improving in the experimenting that he does and the testing and okay, well let's try this this next time, see if that improves my race time. So and, and again we had chatted, it was funny, we had chatted to prep for this show the week of the race. So it was a couple days before the race and he's like oh, I just got back in the door. This is perfect timing. I just went and went and ran, you know, Torrey Pines Hill. I, I'm training, and I, I, it's like, it was like 80 degrees that afternoon. And I go, you just walked in the door? It's like middle of the day, and it's 80 out. And, and I probably, I was running in the evening when it cools down. He's like, no, that's my favorite time. That's my favorite time. I love the heat. Like, I love running in the heat. So, you know, I think that helps, too, in well, yeah. practicing and training. I learned
1: something about me. I tried some new things this go around. I thought what I'm gonna do, since it's cold in the morning, you know it's cold out there when we get started. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is I'll dress down and not get warm. I did not get better until mile ten. Oh. I mean, really, that's when I heated up. Yeah. Start sweating. I was better from mile 10 onward than I was from the first six miles. That's right. Oh, wow. So, I won't, quote, dress down because uh, I love heat. All I have to do is drink enough water and fluids, and I'm okay. Nice. I'm okay.
0: And then back to the blood sugar thing, what are some quick tips for our audience on how to keep their blood sugar in check? Like, don't get these sugary... You know, Starbucks drinks, or what? You know, are they spiking it? Are they? Is there something for them that helps them keep it consistent? Yes. First and foremost, there is no doubt about this.
1: Exercise. You should go out and exercise every day. Walk one mile at least. One mile a day. You should do that. And as you uh, begin to walk every day, you'll get better. You'll get faster. You cannot beat exercise, or controlling blood sugar. However, we live in a stressful age. Everything stresses you. Weather pattern changes stresses the human body. Mm -hmm. A change in the barometric pressure, up or down, too high or too low, that stresses the human body. A lot of it used to live near a highway where there are a lot of cars going by that really stresses the human body it's not that we don't know about these stresses is what do you do about it and as i indicated stress brings up blood sugar and too much blood sugar okay that's too high for too long becomes toxic and you can find out how how you're doing in terms of your exercise, in terms of your diet, and so forth, just by doing a simple A1C. As I indicated, A1C is your average daily blood sugar over the prior 90 days. You don't have to fast. You don't have to do anything. It's really, when you think about it, it's like a grade point average in school. In this case, A1C represents a glucose point average. The difference being is, the higher your grade point average or GPA in school, the better off you are. Just the opposite. The higher your GPA or glucose point average, the higher it is, the worse off you are. And don't forget, the importance of blood sugar in terms of any disease process. If it's too high, it's bad for you. It is toxic. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. It is well published in the medical literature that an A1C that's too high is toxic to the human body.
0: Is there a number or does it depend on the person? Like a good number okay. that you have?
1: What you want to aim for, is to keep your blood sugar between 4.0%, A1C, and 4.9%. If once you are 5.0% and above, it's too high. Well documented. That has been known for generations.
0: Do you have a trick or a tip for, a, or actually, let me ask the, the question, today. What's your number one health and happiness hacks for yourself? You know, at this age, you're just healthy and vibrant and just sharp as a tack. Like, how do you tell us youngsters how we can? Okay, all you we...
1: youngsters out there, remember, things are changing as you age. Okay, it's just that's the way we're built. Anyone who tells you they're, they're, they can do at age forty what they did at age eighteen didn't do much at age eighteen. Mm. It's the way it is. Once you get rid really about age thirty-three, and you can track it on your own, things kind of start to dwindle a little bit. But that's too—that's getting you know too sticky. I say thirty-nine and, and age thirty-nine and above then we know, it's well documented, your hemoglobin A1c will start to creep up on you. And you don't recognize it. And then over the next 20 years, you wonder, why am I tired? Why am I fatigued? Why don't I sleep well? Easy to find out. Get your A1c checked. Get it back in the normal range. You'll start to think better you start to feel better. You won't have these episodes of what we call brain fog, mm-hmm. okay? All of those things will occur, but not overnight. I know we live in this, what I call the microwave age. Put it in the microwave pump, punch a button pump, and <laughs> you can eat.
0: That's the best analogy.
1: <laughs> okay, it doesn't work that way. You have to know that it took you many years to get from mm-hmm. 4.9% to 5.7% or beyond. It took you many years to get there. But the important thing is you can slow this bad process down. You can stop it, turn it around, and you will recognize it by how well you feel. You'll recognize it. If you don't, you can always get a hold of me and say, Cartwright, you didn't tell the truth.
0: (laughs) No, but you always tell the truth. I always tell the truth, yes. (laughs) Then you don't ever have to remember.
1: (laughs) I don't have to remember what I said, okay? And uh, I'm just hoping that this is beneficial to your audience, and I appreciate your inviting me to come on. Now. I said I was going to ask you this question. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I
1: warned you. You did. I went out and looked at you know, some of your videos that you have out there on cyberspace. It says Eco Chateau. And I thought, what does that mean? So I went and looked up each word and tried to put them together and I came up with a concept and what I think, or why I think you called it Eco Chateau. I will tell you, I can write it down now and let you know that uh, I'll write it down, and this, these are my thoughts. But you know that we have not talked about why you called it Eco Chateau, so I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I only put people on the spot that I like. Hey,
0: okay, okay, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> That's
1: true.
0: Okay. So how did you come up with Eco Chateau? Do you want me to tell you what you want me to answer and then you tell me what you thought or you, should I write it down or no, what? No, no, no. Okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you first, yeah. and then you can tell me what you thought. So, I had a creative team that actually did all this the decorating and the concept. You know, once I decided I wanted to open a wellness spa. So, I can't take any credit, any creative credit whatsoever. And they came up with five names, and Eco Chateau was one of those names, and the Magnolia House was another. And I think it was Pearls, Green Pearl was another, I mean, five beautiful names. And if you search on YouTube, Eco Chateau Naming, um, there's a video on the girls explaining each concept in great detail. So I take these five names and I'm just like, I don't know what to choose. So then we had people vote. And your son, Mr. Scott Cartwright, so his son's actually a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine for years, and then one of your daughters works here at Eco Chateau, so I know two of your children, and I love them to death. Scott said... He said, Christy, he he gave me his vote and it was not Eco Chateau. He said, because his wife's French and chateau's a French word. And he's like, I just picture the shack up, like a little shack up in the mountainside that's falling apart when you use the word eco with chateau. And so for me, I liked, you know, once the votes came in, it came more to Eco Chateau. And I said, you know, I like that because it's, in being environmentally friendly is very important to me and, and all the businesses that I've owned. So that sat really well with me. And and I love the French theme. Like I thought that'd be fun to do for a wellness spa. So there you go. That's okay. the story. But it what sound, did you think? It, it sounds like
1: my son would say that.
0: <laughs> Shaq. That's him. Said, no, yeah, I agree. I go, oh you know, my gosh.
1: Hey. But after I <laughs> went through reading about eco, I thought, that's a perfect name. Nature. Yeah? Eco. Nature. Chateau, a castle or domicile that's devoted to nature. But then there's really no exact translation from French to English.
0: For the word chateau. For the
1: word chateau, because they have, but you know, the chateau was where uh, the person lived in the country, a big mansion. And they grew wine, they were in the wine business. Okay, and then there are other names, that concept that they use around this word, chateau. We just shrank it down in English.
0: I like that It's better know. than your son Scott's uh, Scott. I still remember you <laughs> saying that from five years ago. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, can, I, can I say something to Scott?
0: Yes, you can. Hello, Scott.
1: Eco <laughs> Chateau is a place of nature. Okay? That's <laughs> yeah. all right. Let's move there on. There you go.
0: That's funny. Because okay, so I got two more questions for you, Dr. Okay. Cartwright. right? So your favorite book. What is your favorite book?
1: Oh. I, you asked me that question. I have to be honest. I got many favorite books, but I think if I had to put one above all these great books, there's a book called What This Patient Needs is a Doctor by E.A. Steed, Jr. God's mm. kind of a genius. Absolutely. If you can find that book, it's probably out of print now. Call um, uh, University of North Carolina or, you know, or or Duke.
0: Call Duke. Duke. Yeah, Duke University. Duke
1: University. See if they can get a hold of this book called What This Person Needs is a Doctor. E.A. Steed Jr. It's a great book. Great book. He was the one that turned me on that there is no problem with the nervous system or the brain is not involved, 100%. And I started, and I said, that's right. They don't tell us that. There is no problem that occurs with the human body that the nervous system is not involved.
0: Nice. Yeah, I like that one. No, that's a good one. And then, okay, so speaking of self-care, you're, you're, you were, you're a retired doctor now, but it's so great you're still, it seems like you're still in practice with all these concepts and, you know, don't you still develop different supplements for
1: yes. brain health mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. general health? Mm-hmm. So you're still active. I'm still active. I have to
1: be now because I have Scott's second child. His name is Davis. Yeah. But I call him Poppy. He has more energy than you can shake 10 sticks at. Obviously, every child is, is brilliant when it's the grandparents involved. I tell Scott, had I known that the grandchildren were going to be this wonderful, I'd have passed you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, how many children do you have total? I have six kids. Six, okay, six, okay. I'm sorry, yeah, six. Okay. Okay.
1: Anyway. Um, Total kids I have. They're all doing different things. They're all spread out over the country. Uh, some are in still in Texas. Some in Illinois. Some who knows? They, you know. But my point is, how I my hack is do what's fun first and foremost, but be active. And active is not what they call being a couch potato. I have to use that phrase. As you well know, couch, being a couch potato is not active. But you can become more active because it could be that your A1C has been too high for too long and you got to turn that around. And you can do it with glucotherics supplement. Okay, I have to tell you that. It's true. So I stay active with with uh, Poppy now, that's what I call him. And we go to the park. I got him riding a tricycle now, and he's just turned three. He's riding his tricycle. And the first thing he wants to do with me when we get down to the park, he wants to run a race. And he's fast. (laughs) And I have to keep up with him almost because I don't think that I should beat him until down the road. He's really... Uh, active and he loves the park. I have to climb up on those big sliding boards with him and play with those cars with the rest of the kids. And uh, sometime I come home, I'm kind of sore, you know. That's in the morning and in the afternoon, I put him in a big stroller so I can walk two miles up and down hills and run up and run down hills. For those of you who have, who have not done that trial, it is not an easy task. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't think so.
1: <laughs> and he's in the stroller, Poppy's in the stroller while I'm doing it. But I'm making it fun, I'm being active. I know that that's beneficial based on all of the research that uh, has occurred around being active. That's what I do. And of course, I try to get my sleep in and I must be honest. I take my afternoon nap with Poppy. <laughs> nice. That, hey, that
0: works out good. Okay.
1: We need sleep. That's the way the human body recovers. Mm-hmm. Sleep. We don't think so, but that's when most of the toxins are released from the body, in the bowel, in the urine. We do that by sleeping. So I take advantage of that. Okay, uh, that's a good, good little. That's that's my hat, be active. And of course, uh, eat the appropriate diet. Let me say this, you hear them talking about diet. There's a great article incidentally in today's newspaper concerning, do you need vitamins? Answer to that is yes vitamins, the uh, English came up with that concept, vital substance. Mm-hmm. Vitamins, do you need them? Yes. Do you need additional supplements? Yes, because in today's modern society we have to deal with a great deal of toxins from the soil, from the air, from the water. So. Our body needs help. So I always say, but it always pays to know which ones you need. And uh, currently, uh, I'm, you know, since I help develop the glucotherics along with other nurses and doctors and uh, professional people, uh, that's what I use. But I also use other supplements. Mm-hmm. Okay? Vitamin D. I use vitamin D three. There's an article in that article in today's
0: paper. They talk about vitamin D three and vitamin D two. D three. Go with D three. Okay, good. People have always asked that, even um, okay. some cases, the Okay. D
1: three. The reason D2. being is okay. D two is not as effective as D three. Yep.
0: That's what I take. And then, so, for diet, last question before we wrap up. the what? Di- what is your diet mainly consumed of? Is it mostly, you know, there's paleo, which is mostly, you know, lots of high-protein meat and healthy fats. Do you do a lot of plant-based more? Like, what's your diet?
1: My diet is, is plant-based. Okay. But not totally. Okay? I like vegetables, and I like... Uh, meat, but fish. The other stuff I don't particularly care for, the beef, mainly because the, when I go out to eat or at home, they bring this beef to you that's not well, what I think is not well cooked enough for me. So I just stay away from that. Okay. And of course, organic food, Mm-hmm is, I think, the best way to go. You don't have to deal with a great
0: deal of toxins. Yep, chemicals and toxins. Chemicals
1: and toxins. And that's why what you do is, is so great. You help the body get what you do, help the body gets rid of those chemicals and toxins. Simple as that. That's, that's an easy one. That's a no-brainer. The body does not like toxins. Period. The brain does not like toxins. And what Eco Chateau does, nature's place, (laughs) is help to get rid of those toxins that you may not know that you have. So it's always good to say, let me go and give it a try and see how I feel. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. I can say a lot of different things about blood sugar. I can say it. But it's up to you to listen to your body. Try it and see what happens.
0: Love it. That's a perfect note to end on. Well, thank you, Dr. Cartwright, for being here. We appreciate it. Can I tell them where to get a hold of me? Oh no, that was my next comment.
1: Oh, where really? can they find you? Really? Hey, you see, we're on the same page. We are.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, how can our amazing audience get a hold get to in to touch, touch with you?
1: They can get it. You can get in touch with me by going to a website called or uh, www. Gluco G L U C O T H E R E X And in there, you can read about A1C, blood sugar, and then where it says contact, you write me a little
0: note, send it in, I will answer you. Nice! And we'll put these in the show notes, too, for you guys on YouTube and iTunes, so you can click on the link, go to that site, um, and check all of that out. So, again, thank you so much for being with us today on this week's Health and Happiness Hack Show, and we will see you next week. Bye!